My novel Finding Home is available for purchase on February 20th in everywhere that books are sold. One reader called it a spiritual experience embedded in pure drama. And that's exactly what I wanted to do. Tell a fantastic story, but reveal all the layers of spiritual truth that were in the prodigal son parable when Jesus told it. But we miss it with our Western eyes. You will be amazed at the Father's incredible love for you. You can find out more on my website, susankamacias.com backslash finding dash home. Welcome, friend. Do you find yourself with an empty nest and a faded vision? Then you're in the right place. God still has a calling and mission for us in the second half of our lives. Because you know what? We're not done yet. So join me, Susan Macias, author, speaker, and empty nest mom, and let's explore how our family, our church, and our world needs us. Hi, friend. Welcome to episode 24, and we're going to continue our ongoing series about prayer. Prayer is one of my life pursuits and passions, and let me tell you why. In the second half of life, I found myself becoming deflated. You know, sort of like one of those helium balloons that you get for your kid's party, and the next morning you come in and it's it's sort of skirting across the floor. It's not totally done, but it can't do much except hold itself upright. And I would just feel that way. I felt tired and defeated, and what I discovered was that if I was going to thrive in my second half of life, I was going to have to find energy and hope and, and a restoration of some of my internal things that, that just felt worn out. And that happened, that process happened for me through prayer. It transformed me. It continues to transform me. And I think I know at least one vital ingredient to powerful prayer, you know, sort of the secret sauce of prayer, if you will. Let me tell you a story first. I reconnected with an acquaintance after many years apart. Um, Our kids participated in the same extracurricular activity, and we came back together after several years. And and we sat down as older moms in a situation where uh, the rest of the moms were quite a bit younger than us. And she was sharing some of the real difficulties she was having with her adult kids, the big problems, the one that we hope that we'll never have to deal with. And she was dealing with them. I felt such a burden for her. My mom's heart linked with hers and support. I totally understood what she was going through. You know, and there's not a lot you can do at that point other than hug and offer to pray with them. And I gave her a copy of my book, Unceasing, which is based on Philippians 1, 3 through 11. I came to the story that I tell in that book and and the instruction that I give on powerful prayer in that book, the hard way through life experience. It came to me as this amazing scripture um, at a place where I felt total doneness. I was ready to resign. I had my letter of resignation, but who does a mom give that to? The Lord put up a spotlight on this passage and it changed everything for me. Now it took a long time. It was not a momentary flash and all of a sudden everything was back and better than even before. I had to go back to this scripture over and over again and I still do. But every time it changes everything. Why? Because of that secret sauce. The first step in this scripture comes from Philippians 1.3. 
I thank my God in all my remembrance of you. That scripture hit me way before I wrote the book. And when it did, it stopped me in my tracks. Because at the time, what I was remembering, what I was thinking about, what I was mulling over, what I couldn't get out of my head was not worthy of praise. It seemed like I needed to complain. I needed to worry. I needed to do something negative about the negative stuff. But the challenge of that scripture slowly worked its way into my conviction. Paul's the one who wrote Philippians, and he doesn't say, I thank my God when I remember the good stuff in your life. He says, I thank my God in all my remembrance of you. So the first major point of action in the book that I wrote is to give thanks in everything. So back to my friend. I had given her my book. I see her about six weeks later. And she came up to me and her eyes were sparkling. And she said, I have got to talk to you. She said, I I read this first chapter in your book about Thanksgiving. And I couldn't seem to get past it because I knew I wasn't there. And I kept reading it over and over again and, you know, kind of complaining to God. Was he asking me of this really? And then finally, she got so desperate, she was willing to try it. You know, when we get to the place where it's like, I will do anything So she's laying there in the middle of the night because, you know, us moms are up in the night hours worrying about our kids, but specifically when we have something that's real to worry about. She started thanking God very slowly, very quietly, very tentatively, but then it picked up steam. And I have found that over and over again. Once I start thanking God and it feels wrong and I sort of, you know, him and haw and make excuses. But when I really start thanking, it just keeps rolling. And there she was in the dark, trying to be quiet beside her husband with this Thanksgiving. And she kept going and going and going. And then something was like something inside her popped and released. And she started to laugh. She laughed so long and hard. Her husband woke up and was like, oh my gosh, she's really lost it this time. And she was losing it. She was losing despair and chains of guilt and the weight of sorrow. The gift of Thanksgiving freed her in a way she hadn't been in years. And that's what we can do too. Now I have to tell you, this isn't the sort of freedom that you just have an experience, and great, now I'm freed. It is such a continual day by day coming back over and over again in Thanksgiving. We have two scripture about this that are very clear in the New Testament. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18 says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And the Greek word for in is spelled E-N-N, and it means to be with or by. It's, it's like the fixed position. So where are you right now? In, you know, in relation to the rest of your life, look at each thing. In those circumstances, every single one of them, because that's what all means, in all of the circumstances, not just the ones you're enjoying, in all of them, give thanks rejoice and pray without ceasing, but give thanks. That's the active way to pray without ceasing is just to give thanks. Okay. So the second one is in Ephesians 5:20, which says giving thanks always and for everything to God, the father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Greek word here is hyper H Y P E R. And it is a positional 
preposition. It is talking about above or beyond, across. Like it's not just where you are right now, but looking ahead towards what is coming. You're thanking God for everything, what you see and what is in front of you. Prepositions show place. That's what they do. And these two words seem to cover just about everything. Nothing is left out of our thanksgiving. Where we are, where we will be, what is to our side, what is behind us, all of that is covered by these two prepositions. Thanksgiving does more than anything to add power to our prayer. As I stand here in my late 50s, I can proclaim the Lord has wasted nothing in my life. No pain or loss has not been redeemed. He's used the worst things. He's used them in ways that open up conversations I can have with someone else in giving me a place to speak to others' hearts. It has shown his love in my kids' hearts, in my family, and to those we can reach out to. I want to live in hope of my forever with him. I want to proclaim his enoughness to the generation behind me. I want to tell younger women how worth it it all is when we are walking with Jesus. When I thank God for everything, everything, I am well on my way to doing that. Not because of me or because I figured out something, but because every time I say thank you, I'm also saying that Jesus is better than my bad. That he is capable and powerful enough to deal with the worst thing. His way is better than mine. He remains over and under and around and in front and behind and beneath and ahead of everything that I will come in contact with. Thanking him says, I trust him. That means I can keep going. So if you don't know where to start with praying, just begin thanking for everything for what has happened, what has hurt you, what has destroyed something. Go ahead and thank God for it. See what he can do redemptively with it. It is the secret sauce to a powerful prayer life. Thanks for joining me today. Check out my website, susankmacias.com, to find more encouragement and to be empowered toward taking your next step. Connect with me on Facebook or Instagram at susankmacias. If you enjoyed the podcast, would you please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or whatever platform you listen on. Subscribe and share it with a friend who needs some encouragement to pursue God's call. And what about you? What's Jesus calling you to do? Be brave. Take a baby step. Do the next thing. Because you're not done yet. 